grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there was that one time. You know, oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's, What's up? up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> not not quite like it was last week, now is it? Not quite the same. Welcome in. It is episode number eighty-eight of Jobbing Out. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, you had Lamar Jackson sitting next to the Cal Ripken statue. So no, that's not bad. Eight. That's not bad, by the way. Uh, no, I think it's no, the number. Really good, actually. It yeah. looks like the number that Tiger Woods is about to post in the first round of the British Open. Uh, yeah, my God, he is. It's I saw that bad. first couple holes. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't watch because I don't care. But I looked up at the TV and I saw that he was plus four. I'm like, oh boy. Well, there'll be zero reason for me to tune in at any point this weekend. Um, I was gonna go with uh, second consecutive week it being episode number twenty seven. Why do you think I would have done that? Because of Backstreet Boys, well, we're last, still on the high off last, of that. Last week, obviously, it was because of their uh, number of charting singles. This week, it would be because it would be the combined number of hours that I believe I spent with either pro wrestling or the Backstreet Boys this week. Twenty-seven we hours is roughly the number that I came up with. Uh, because, as I told um, uh, Brandon off the air, between I watched, I watched Raw, SmackDown, probably five episodes of NXT. Uh, Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen, uh, and Fight for the Fight for the Fallen for the Fest. Um, yep. Evolve, Extreme Rules. I'm pretty sure the number adds up to about 25, and you add in the Backstreet Boys played for two hours, so I think about 27. I think 27 is roughly the number of hours for pro wrestling the Backstreet Boys. Uh, I'm Glenn Clark. He is Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live. He is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course. We have no fucking clue. We don't have any clue at all where their uh, AJ is. Um, not only did we all agree to this time, but we literally all re-agreed to it yesterday. Oh, he claims that he called me back. AJ, what are you talking about? He claims that he called me back? Um, I don't know. We'll try to get AJ in here in a second. Uh, we have a lot to discuss. We're scheduled to be joined later on in the program by Brian Idle. Uh, we will talk about our experience at the Backstreet Boys show because, oh, my God. <laughs> Was it just joyous? Um, there was a lot of pro wrestling to get to this week. Uh, Aaron, I guess let's start with how did we do with our picks for Extreme Rules? Uh. Yeah, Brandon <laughs> should be sighing right now because uh, he didn't do very well. Uh, I finished the best out of uh, all the picks we picked regularly. Now, hang on a second. Let's, pick- let's make this correct. You might have gotten the most. Cor- you might have gotten the most correct. Let's ease up calling it the best. I made well, my picks the best of way. The, of the, picks the best that we in did, the world. Of the picks that, you know, we, we did on the air. Obviously, we did two after when they were late announced, and we both went one on one and one on those because nobody had Shinsuke winning. But I went, uh, I picked everything right as far as the ones we picked on the show. Glenn, you were one behind me. AJ was one behind you. And yeah, Brandon was one behind AJ. Right. And, and Aaron, so, if you would have went with your gut, you would have really had them all right. I know. 
had the, you booked the Nakamura match. You just didn't believe in yourself, man. All yeah, right. So let's. I get... did. I. <laughs> I, I said this is the correct way to do it, but they're not going to do it. Well, they, they well, there was another thing that was the correct way to do it. And they didn't do it during the show. I look who bothered to show up. I look, uh, did you guys? Did you guys literally not wait the three minutes? You since didn't I tell you me back. when you were going to call, Dick. If you had said I, I need you three at minutes, twenty-eight. We're already fighting. If you had I said I need three I literally, minutes, you called we me and waited I tried to start. answer and hung up. So then I called you right back. You're the worst. Um, actually, I do have a missed call from you at twelve twenty-eight. I do have that. <laughs> I do have that. Oddly enough, well, once you didn't answer, we started the show, Dick. That's the way it works around here. Aaron's got. Oh I don't God. know if you know this. Aaron's now the host oh, of a nationally oh, syndicated my, radio me. show. I'm just literally on the in the process of getting ready for my tour. Wonderful, wonderful. Just text and say I need three minutes, and we're good, asshole. I didn't have to do that because I called you back right away. Well, that you did, as it turns out. You're right about that. I cannot argue. As it turns out, you did do that, and I somehow missed So, it. not only are you the man beast, but you're Who was asshole. here? No, fuck you. Who was here at 1220 today? We all agreed at 1220. <laughs> Who was ready to go at 1220? Two of us. Two of us were ready to go. You know what? Next week, we'll just start the two of us. That's the way it works. And you have to wait for Oh, you know what? I can't do a show next week. I'm sorry I'm on vacation. So, whenever. Wait, whatever. bullshit. That's the way it goes. I'm on vacation. Can't do the show. And considering I'm the only one of us that has a studio anymore, that means we're not doing a show, apparently. That's the way that it goes any longer. All right. Anyway, let's get through this. Uh, so, yes. So, Aaron, do you have an update for where we are for the quarter? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am first overall glad... And ah. you are two behind me in second And then Brandon is two behind AJ. So wait, wait, how many? You, you cut out. How many, how many behind? So it's two, two, two? Yeah, two, two, two. All right. So Brandon. But I'm actually in first because I have a six-point cancer handicap. So. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all you. Nice try. Six uh -huh. is a lot for cancer. Six is more like three. <laughs> I mean, cancer is more like <laughs> <laughs> like, like we'll give you one maybe you know what i mean like we'd be willing to do that but we uh we're not going any further than that um all right uh let's talk about extreme rules uh here um there was only i, I it was a great show except for one glaring issue one glaring fucking problem and none of you have the balls to admit that it's a problem because y'all picked it the opposite way no it's i didn't yeah. Oh, I, picked it, I picked it your way. Brandon was with you. I, 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 but I don't have a big problem with it. Well, either. you should. <laughs> I, I kind of. I, but I don't. I, I, you fucking I let this guy it's run it's through. It's wrong, but it's not as wrong as you're making it out. No, no, no. <laughs> you let this guy it's fucking wrong, but it's run the Undertaker. Through. There's no rules when it comes to the you Undertaker. Let him run through everyone in the goddamn company, and then you build up an anti-hero to be the one to take him down yes. at SummerSlam. That if you don't do the Kevin Owens thing, I'm not nearly as angry about it, right? Like it's still Correct. dumb. Correct. It's still stupid, but it's not nearly as bad. This is exactly like the Owens Jericho thing, where you gave me the feud that I've been dying for, that I've been waiting for my championship match at WrestleMania, and then you say, "Eh, we just don't really give a shit that much about it. We'd rather have two old guys fight." This is what they do constantly you've yes, done the is. work you've done the goddamn work i am desperate and by the way they had the correct ending with drew mcintyre standing behind the correct. undertaker correct if you wanted to do it this way Wait, no, just don't play more kick drew. in is the correct ending to that match well, no drew taking the pin if you want them to lose yes if you it's have to have them lose and yes you have drew mcintyre take the pin so that at least the guy that you literally have run yes. through everyone roman goddamn reigns 
The Miz. Run through everybody. But you can't let him beat a 54-year-old super part-time employee. It's insane. You have to understand that he's a zombie person. I understand. He's different. <laughs> here's, here's, no here's, rules the problem with, there's no rules Shane. of the Undertaker. It's, here's the problem with Shane winning the match. And that's what I said last week. If you have Shane win the match, you cannot have Shane versus Kevin Owens. Yes, the you only can. thing you can do is put him in the WWE no, you title absolutely because can he have. beat the Undertaker and Roman Reigns. That's he's insane. Above Kevin Owens. No, Kevin Owens has been coming out yeah, stunning him every week. Kevin Owens has come out and stunned him every week. He'd have every reason yeah, to want to have a match with Kevin Owens. He'd have every reason why he would want yes. to fight Kevin Owens at SummerSlam. That would there would not it not he be beat a the Undertaker. Well, that doesn't mean anymore. Yeah, I'm, Brock. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that puts him on Brock level there. Okay, and if he wanted to do that, he could do that. That's the way it would work. But the Great Khali also beat the Undertaker. <laughs> God, is that, We're not talking 15 I mean, years ago. God, I, a lot of people beat The Undertaker 15 years ago. I have completely forgotten about the great Kali having a feud with The Undertaker. I mean, I utterly oh, forgot yeah. about that. I don't know how you forgot that, ever. I know, right? It's super memorable. Didn't Vladimir Kozlov beat The Undertaker once, too? <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds right. That does That's sound the, right. That might be the worst one. You have him run through everyone in the fucking company. Your top stars. Not just, like, your top wrestlers. I mean, your top media stars in Roman Reigns and The Miz. You have him run through all of them just to lose to a part-timer at extreme rules. And then you want to pretend like it didn't happen because you still want me to give a fuck about Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. It's such a mistake. And they had, by the way, they also, like, I know you're saying, like, I know you're saying that Drew could have taken the pin. They, they, They also had their out to have them lose this match because it was extreme rules and Shane has a hundred friends, you know, they, they, they could have done anything without hurting anyone's character and but keeping they this. Could also, they could also just have him lose to two of the biggest names in the history. Of- All right. So I, I understand what you're trying to say. AJ, unfortunately now is the one that's cutting out. Um, you- WWE. And then still be an asshole that everybody hates. Literally the next day. Oh my god! This sounds this sounds like a like a tape a tape that's <laughs> yeah, like warped. Yeah, it's it's, it's drawn on. <laughs> AJ, you were cutting out there. Um, I know what you're trying to say. And and by the way, there that is clearly what they're attempting to do. But it's not. It's the same thing I always say. It's like doing uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho for the IC title. It's still fine. It's still a match you can do. Whatever it was, it's not the same. It's not the same as setting up this opportunity for Kevin Owens, the star you're trying to build, to be the one who takes down Shane McMahon. That's the thing. That's what you're racing for is to have that moment. That's it. So you can still do this, and they're going to. And yes, they did the thing where by Tuesday, let's pretend like this never happened, and Shane McMahon is just the same asshole despite the fact that he got his ass handed to him on Sunday night, and we just pretend like it was never a thing, and The Undertaker goes away. Which is literally heel 101. I mean, it's professional wrestling 101. We just stop. We pretend like these things don't happen. We just, nothing ever happened. That's the way that it works. Um, But it's so much better when it's your anti-hero, when it's the guy that you're trying to make into stone fucking cold Austin to be the one that it finally gives him his comeuppance. For fuck's sake, this isn't hard. This just isn't hard. 
why did you need to do any of this? You're really upset that Undertaker Roman Reigns no, won a match. No, no, no. I'm upset that you had Shane McMahon run through everybody here's, in the fucking company only to lose to The Undertaker. Here's why Glenn is right. If you're just doing the Shane is a big asshole, it doesn't matter if you win or loses, then he should have never won those matches against That's the Miz the Roman Reigns. That's the point. You built him up to be unfucking stoppable to be completely unbeatable, to have the guy that finally beat him be a guy that we're not going to see on TV again for months. What the fuck is the point of this? Well, there, we might actually see him before that. Yeah, I know. There's rumors that he and Drew McIntyre might do something. But if you're going to do that at SummerSlam, why do you end this match this way? It's just, it makes no sense. Right. It just makes no sense. Like, it's, again, all of it's fine. It's all fine. I don't. In the context of do I actually care? No, of course I don't fucking care. It's the this is the, the the lack of continuity. The idea that you had to do something for the Undertaker because he had a you know a shitty situation um, with Goldberg in in Jeddah, which I'm not sure where that is. It's some place where they get a bunch of cars together. Um, the idea that like you <laughs> had to do this for the Undertaker is crazy. Like the 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 way you capitulate to part time performers when you have to put a product on every goddamn week and you're trying to build characters is here's the here's the reason shit. why you're wrong, bro. I'm not. Here's the reason why you you have a different opinion. Did you hear the pop of the win? Sure, it sometimes a great moment. in wrestling, this is crazy. This is a crazy concept, but sometimes in wrestling, you give the fans what they want to see. That's a cop out, though. That's a yeah, cop out for bad writing. Out. Yes, it That's is. Literally wrestling. It's a cop out for bad writing. Do you think it's the fans wouldn't want to see? Wrestling. You don't think like, that it's the fans? Fake... I need you to understand. This is a fake, not real fight where people wear underwear that have shiny spectacles. Well, not on. the Undertaker. Okay? He dresses like a... he does not do that. Sometimes, if you if you have paying customers and they want to see something, sometimes you give it to them. First of all, let's all agree that AJ is now an asshole. The Undertaker is an actual dead man, and you will show him some respect, okay? <laughs> you're a fucking prick, all right? We all enjoy this, and you're a I dick. saw him die at Royal like, Rumble. Literally, Listen to AJ, What like a AJ fucking... Would have, AJ would have written Thanos to lose at the end of the yeah, Infinity War. What a fucking smart this guy is. You know, I hope you know this is fake. Go fuck yourself, asshole. The Undertaker I, I, is actually no, a zombie. Point, no, that's not... The, my point is that, like, every single person in that arena popped when The Undertaker pinned... Shane McMahon. Every one of them. Great. And then you have one night versus a payoff instead of having, like, you know, a six-month potential payoff. And by the way, do you think the people wouldn't have popped if The Miz had pinned Shane McMahon at WrestleMania? Like, my yeah, God, you had have. a million opportunities. But some would also pop if, like, Zack Ryder pinned uh, Seth Rollins for the title. But It's not the same thing, and you know that. Every person there, every single time we go to a show and Undertaker's there, each one of you cocksuckers pulls out your phone But and they don't need to win in order to get that. I've said this a million times. You don't need the Undertaker to win a match in order for me to do that. In fact, as I said a billion times before, my God, stop having him wrestle. Although, yes, we all agree that he was better this time than what we've seen of him recently. He was really they good used this it. time. Like, Everybody we certainly was. Oh, so he was used it. So they gave him a win. He should have lost, though. You guys are fucking... Yes. No, I don't think he should have lost. Not, he's not the point. Shane the point is taking the pin. Yeah, Shane they, should not have taken the This pin. is all about Shane, Shane McMahon. Right. Yes, this is all about Shane McMahon. I don't really give a fuck about The Undertaker. He wants to come back and do something. God bless him. But if you're going to do that, you don't build up five months of Shane McMahon literally running through everyone in your goddamn company and making him the biggest character you have, despite the fact that he's terrible, in order to turn around and do this. And he can't sell a fucking stunner. Um, <laughs> like, 
despite all that, you make him make this unbeatable character just to have him lose to someone that you're going to get nothing out of moving forward. That you know this because you've been... That's bad booking. It's not good for your company. That's not the way that you do these things. I don't know why you like anybody would think that. I have no clue. And yes, I agree with Aaron. The easiest thing you could have done if you felt like you had so, to have so, the Undertaker so, win. So, you would rather Drew McIntyre take the pin. Yes. Okay. He's taking the pins other times. Who is better? Took the Drew McIntyre. Pin. No, that's not the point. Who the is point better? is the who would you rather be stronger going into SummerSlam, Drew McIntyre or Shane McMahon? If you're feeding you up Shane Drew McMahon to Kevin Owens, neither because he just got pinned by Cedric. That's true too. If you're feeding, that also is true. But if you're feeding Shane McMahon to Kevin Owens, the answer is I would rather have Shane look strong for that moment against Kevin Owens. That's not that hard. You're trying to make him stone fucking cold Austin. You're trying to make him the guy. The way to do that is for him to be the one to give Shane McMahon his comeuppance. For him to be the one that finally gets rid of Shane McMahon. That finally brings him down after he looked unbeatable and all-powerful for months. He's not unbeatable or all-powerful. And again, I get it. They're going to pretend like it didn't happen. They're going to pretend like Shane McMahon <laughs> didn't exactly get pinned to the Undertaker on, uh, on The Undertaker on Sunday night to try to make people forget that it happened so they can still sell the idea that Kevin Owens is giving him his comeuppance. But we all saw it. We all watched it. He lost. Bruh, if you lose one match, you didn't get all of the comeuppance for months of being a dickhead to multiple people. But we yeah, all—he got crushed. In, yes. like, at the end of this match. And it's the also the scenario in which by by which it's happening. It's not like he's been so much stronger than everybody. The only thing he had going for him is that he ended up winning the matches. That's it. He didn't look good. He wasn't performing well. What he had going for him was that somehow, some way, because he had a ragtag team, because he had all the, the luck on his side, whatever it was, he fucking figured out a way to win. That's it. So as soon as he loses, that all goes away. Now it's irrelevant. He's not good at what he does. He doesn't have a win streak. He has nothing other than the fact that his name is McMahon. Uh, that's his whole character is that his name is McMahon. And you could have done that without him having... That's his whole fucking character. And he never needed to I'm beat Roman Reigns in the Miz to have it's that. It's not his whole character. That's the he point. He gets to do anything that he wants. He gets to do anything that he wants because he's Vince's son. That is literally his whole character. Correct. But that's not the story they were telling. Right. He would have lost those matches. How... Story they were telling. The story they're telling is he's the best in the world because he wins every single match no matter what. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're trying to say, but I'm actually kind of sad that I'm missing it. <laughs> like, oddly enough, I think I feel, I feel like I would have liked to have heard this one. Actually, this is the best time ever for his phone to mess up. <laughs> it sounds like he's really passionate, though. That's the only part that, like, I like, actually I wish we had triggered it. Uh, I can't make it out. Can anybody make it out? No, I can't. I wish I could make it out. Man, it's a real. Glenn, so, he just said that you're 100% correct. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. The moment. <laughs> The moment that we were waiting. Oh, wait, I, I heard what he just said too. He said, "You're 100 percent correct. Um, they should have booked Shane this way. He doesn't know why they didn't. And um, Roman Reigns sucks. Uh, he said that too. Uh, he said Charlotte sucks too. Whoa, it was really whoa, weird. whoa! I don't know why he's, he's saying all this. He's gonna stuff. fight you. Uh, he might. I don't know if he'll ever hear it, but he might. And he'll fight you if that's the case. AJ, are you back with us? Yeah, I've just been listening to you guys be idiots for the last 30 seconds. <laughs> 
Oh God! Yeah, all right, all right. We can't we can't take the entire. Show no, let's this. let's yell about Shane McMahon more for twenty minutes and then wonder why he gets more time. Wasn't than anybody wasn't my head. idea to put him in these situations? <laughs> yes, we'll just ignore what's happening on TV. That's what we'll do. We'll ignore what they're doing, and that's why we'll just have a podcast where we talk about things they could do instead. That's the way that we'll go about doing it. Um, as far as everything else from Extreme Rules. Despite the fact that it's not an Extreme Rules pay-per-view, they ended up making it sort of an Extreme Rules pay-per-view with like no build whatsoever. Yeah, um, and you guys are, and this is why you guys and all wrestling fans are assholes because people are trying to tell me that because Shane McMahon got pinned and because Brock Lesnar left as the champion that the whole pay-per-view sucked. And I hate no, everything. Fuck that. Well, yeah, anyone, yeah, you're not wait, talking wait, to me said, about that. Who yeah. said that? No, 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 no. On the AJ's machine. right. There are assholes on the internet saying that. They're wrong. This show was good. Yeah, it was a very good yeah, show. Yeah, so it, it was a good show. They just they just booked the, the one match the wrong way. No, they, but AJ is right about this. There was a million people online on Twitter right after the pay-per-view saying AEW or bust and they WWE but those sucks. People are just assholes. Yeah, I mean, like you, those people, it, like they literally. I honestly, I, I honestly didn't see anybody. I saw yeah. people complaining about the book. Okay, I want you to, I want you to understand. I, I want you to understand why you're full of shit, Aaron. Because I had people who weren't wrestling fans who literally never watch wrestling text me like, "Yo, why is Twitter blowing up?" Yeah, that people everybody said that extreme rules. I, I legitimately did because I, I, Brock Lesnar won. I these are these it. are people who never the, watched I saw wrestling. The- that's fine. I'm just saying. I didn't see anybody say the paper you sucked. The decision to put Brock, you know, yeah, a lot of complaining about that, obviously. But I don't know. I thought everyone and, kind and, of was, was... And that's kind of dumb, too. Well, together, they said it was a pretty good... No, but AJ was saying... It's like AJ was saying. People were saying the show sucked because Brock because, won, and which is stupid. Are, people are idiots. Yes, that's stupid. Like, there is a... Yes. Like, I, 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 look, there will always be idiots, and you, there's nothing you can do about that. Um, look, the show was fine. I don't even really understand why people had a problem with Brock Lesnar cashing in there. Like, what? What is your beef with you just that? Don't want, you don't want Brock as champion. Well, and so, I get. I understand. I understand the idea that you don't want a part-time champion. I understand that, and like they're yes. gonna have to. They that that will have to be an issue that will have to be addressed. If this drags on for months, it's gonna be a fucking problem that they go through again. By the way, who's been on the show more times in the past month and a half than he has in the past year? That's Brock fine. Yeah. Oh, I. I absolutely think that he's gotten a different contract where they have more money to throw at him or whatever with these new contracts kicking in or whatever. I, I do not believe we're going three months without seeing him. It better be By that the way, way, if he if just he's gonna drops say the it at SummerSlam, then who fucking cares? Well, that's one. I, I, well, if, the, if you're doing that, I, I would have never put the belt on him. But well, Why? But it makes Seth more legit because he could beat him without kicking him in the nuts. He, he does not have a legitimate victory over Brock Lesnar currently. I understand. Eh. So, I mean, at least you could do that. I mean, I agree. I think the reign should be longer, but there, there is yeah, a I reason mean, to, to, to throw it back to Seth, too. I mean, I look. Sure. This is, this, is why, this is why I don't understand why people have a problem with it being Seth Rollins again. All right? Because if you really think about it, everybody wants Heyman to be the booker, right? Well, Heyman's from the old school, man. Heyman likes to see, oh, this was the match at WrestleMania, and we haven't really had any matches since. Okay, let's do it again at SummerSlam. Right, right it makes sense. It completely makes sense. And it did not sense. have a legitimate finish. He right. he, he won underhandedly. He, he cheated. Yes. I mean, like, I, 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 have, I can't imagine why anybody would. I, I, honest to God, can't and, I, and, I, and I'm telling you this now. If Brock Lesnar wins that match, I would not be surprised at all if the rematch at WrestleMania is Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. 
Maybe. I, I still think they want to do it another. Depends how, and it depends how we get to Mania. Right. If we get to Mania where Brock wins at SummerSlam, he shows up at Survivor Series, he shows up at Rumble, and he shows up at Mania, and we never, ever see him again in between, that's a problem. Well, it is. That is a problem. Again, that, that's, there's two different things going on here. I can't fathom why any human being would have a problem with Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. That makes all the sense in the world. It's a huge match. There's every, the motivations all make sense. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it's insane to complain about that. If your yes. complaint is, I don't want a part-time champion, well, that's a very reasonable complaint. But we're not there yet. Right now, he's not been a part-time champion. Um, it's unlikely that's something that we will worry about between here and SummerSlam. But he wasn't we, even a part-time money in the bank briefcase holder. Correct. I mean, right. um, it, was, it was part-time compared to, like, Roman Reigns, but it wasn't that part-time. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It was, right. there, that actually, I mean, every, that everyone's just afraid yes. of the past. By the way... He was on Money in the Bank yeah. oh, and Extreme Rules, which are which are are two B lit, you know, B pay per views. So I, yeah. I'm not that scared that he's only going to be at Survivor Series and WrestleMania. You know, I'm I'm a little bit scared just because track record says you know we in all of his title reigns at the beginning we've been like okay maybe this time will be different and it hasn't been right. So that but he was just there. at Money in the Bank and Extreme Rules though. Right. He was at some of the smaller ones before his first reign too. Like it's. It's a concern. And by the way, like let's be fair, I, Money in the Bank, said, Money in the Bank's their fourth biggest not. show of the year. Like let's let's be clear about that. Like Money in the Bank is more important than Survivor Series by far. So like you know, Money in the Bank's not really a, a one to uh, argue about. Right. Anymore. But he was ex- fucking extreme roles. But yes, correct. He showed bull- up at extreme everybody roles. Everybody ta- told me it was a bullshit paper right. two weeks ago. Right. Correct. I understand. I, that part is a, a relevant argument. And again, we'll see. This is. I don't think we can know this answer today. And to Aaron's point, perhaps this is the case of we just got a billion dollars from Fox. That's about to kick in. And so we have a little bit more money that we can spend to have him around a little bit more often. Or maybe Fox said, hey, we're going to give you a billion dollars. We're going to need to have Brock Lesnar show up every now and then. Like, well, plus they have the Saudi Arabia money from this last one and from November. There's, there's a lot of shit there. Like, there's a lot yeah. of shit that could change the situation. Again, it will be a problem. Hey, Brandon, quick question. What is Saudi Arabia? Yeah, that's a great point. Oh right, I'm sorry. It's, Jetta. They get money from Jetta. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a contract they have to uh, advertise for cars. Um, it's a really lucrative, yeah, very lucrative deal that they have with Volkswagen <laughs> in order to promote a a particular brand of vehicle. Uh, and as you know, there's a lot of Jetta drivers in the uh, the professional wrestling uh, crowd. It's a very popular car with pro wrestling fans. Um, look, yeah, we'll deal with that. If if we get to October and Brock Lesnar's been a totally part time, if not non existent champion. We'll bitch about that then, and we'll have every right to bitch about that then, and it'll be a problem. But today, it's not a – I just can't I, – I was puzzled why anybody had there's issue. There's no way that – but you got to understand, there's no way he's not going to be at Survivor Series. It's the one time a That's year a great point. where the Thank SmackDown you. champion so, will face the Raw champion, <laughs> right. and we have to see – a, the, a payoff to the little uh, mini feud that they had coming out of WrestleMania. No, Kofi and Brock. Right. Do, do you think? That, right. Do you think they'll have the balls to do the the Raw SmackDown thing again? When? Oh my God! Yes. It, I I would be oh, mad if they didn't. Listen, yes. if they have to do it this year. Right. Do you yeah. understand? I need you to understand. I've already know they're gonna book Survivor Series. They're just gonna literally put every title against the other title, just like they did before. Right. Well, just gonna... Which is fine. But will will they do the Raw versus SmackDown Survivor Series match? Yes, yeah, probably. 100% they will. And it won't matter. It won't be for anything. It'll just be... I mean, they're going to do all the same shit they always do. Like, come if on. I had to bet, if I had to bet money, and, and I'd be willing to also bet money 
that everybody on the Raw team is going to have a shirt that says Raw on yes. it. Yes. And everybody on the SmackDown <laughs> yes. team is going to have a all shirt facts. that says SmackDown on it. And they're totally and going the, to say. All the people in Raw, are gonna, their gear is going to be like designed red. Right. And then all yes. the yes. people in SmackDown, all their gear is going to be designed And blue. it's going to be exactly to like them pretending <laughs> that the Shane McMahon thing didn't happen on Sunday night. They're going to pretend. They're just going to, like, we're going to show up and they're going to say it the exact same way. You guys the know it's the, the one time a year. They and they're just going to, and like, we're all going to look at each other like, is this really fucking happening? And they're going to do it. And they're not going to give a shit. And why would they? Nothing matters. Like, like you guys know Kofi Kingston gets more airtime on Raw than SmackDown. Right? Correct. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Although he wasn't on Raw this week. Uh, is that true? Was he really not on Raw this week? He was fighting no, I was just, Kane Nakamura uh, on the house show. Uh, no, no, I was just saying, like, he's been getting a lot of TV time on yeah, Raw. No Again, and, and by about. the way, that's another reason why it's a little easier if to put on Brock because you will have a champion around on Raw. You'll have whoever the WWE champion around on Raw <laughs> every yeah, episode. Yeah, something like that's that. That's true. That's something and, like and that. now with the US title on AJ, that's more of a serious uh, title. Yeah. Intercontinental title. It's, it's going to be a problem if you don't have Brock around. It's gonna. There's just no way of getting around that. Like you can't, no, it's, it's a problem, but it is yeah. a little bit less of one. Um, all right. What else? What else from uh, uh, yes. Extreme Rules that we need to cover specifically? Specifically from Extreme Rules. What else do we need to cover? What was the best match? Oh, this we week? should do that. We can do that. We can do best match of the week right now. This is really tricky, man. Like this, is, there's so much. Uh, Brandon has a, a off the radar uh, one to, add, to to throw into the equation. So I think Aaron did, but anybody else watched Two Hundred Five Live this week? I, I, I didn't, but I heard about how good Jesus this match was. Jesus Christ. Chad Gable versus Gentleman Jack Gallagher for 22 minutes in the main event was as good as anything else I saw this weekend. So my my answer was going to be uh, Drew Gulak and Matt Riddle from Evolve. That was going I was going to say the, the SmackDown, the three-way tag titles at Extreme Rules. I really love that match. It was a really good match, and uh, that was actually that was actually my pick too. So me and Aaron are so stealing say, the can show. Either of you be swayed by Brandon trying to sell you on how good this match you haven't seen is. Well, I, but I also I, I also have to give I, I want to give a gold star to a match with people that don't normally with, with a lot of people in it that don't normally get this recognition for match of the week. That ten man battle royal thing on Raw was really good. Very good. It was very good. The, yeah, it was. The way they booked it was great. It was exciting. Um, yeah, and, it, ma- and it, let him, sure it let him put Randy Seth. Orton was winning. <laughs> it, it, uh, it let him put Seth over while also eliminating Rain- Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Randy Orton. Yes. It was fantastic. Yeah. I was really and good. Got, and all I'm not going in so that direction, but adequately. it was much better than most battle royals are. I agree. Yes. I agree. Uh, but neither one of you are going to sway because Brandon is emotionally connected to the 205 live match. I respect I respect Brandon's opinion. I wish I had seen it. Bruh, I, I saw I I that triple threat tag this. team match with my own eyes. All right. Yeah. All right. And, there's, and, there's, and there's one other match, too, that you guys should go back and watch if you haven't seen. If you haven't seen NXT this week, uh, Kushida and Apollo Crews was pretty good. And, oh, yeah. I was uh, there for that. That was a great match. and um, Very good match. It, it's it's the kind of match that you sit there and you're like, man, I wish they could figure out Apollo Cruz because that guy's really good. Yeah, he is. He yeah. is really good. You ain't wrong about that. All right, uh, AJ, uh, start thinking about updating the scores. We'll get to that. Um, in segment number two, still to come later on the show, Brian Idol's going to join us after uh, uh, he had a cool moment at uh, the Evolve show over the weekend. And we need to talk about Evolve. We need to talk about AEW. We'll get to all that. 
But most importantly, we need to talk about the Backstreet Boys. So when we come back in for segment number two, we'll try to cover some of, some of that ground. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. And he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. This is the old left-hander Ross Grimsley. You know, I've always known a little something about special pitchers, but today I'm pitching to you about a very special restaurant, the Costas Inn. Located at 4100 North Point Boulevard, the Costas Inn is known far and wide for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes. But get a load of the nightly specials. Monday night is rib night. Tuesday night, crab cake night. Wednesday night, steak night. Lobster nights on Thursday. Friday, Pete and Nick offer a variety of special dinners. Take it from me, Ross Grimsley. I know special. And the Costas Inn is one hell of a special place. Oh man. I forgot this video had such like a they were trying to do like a thriller bit at the beginning of it. I'm gonna fast forward a bit. See if I can't get to the part where it... Isn't the whole thing a thriller bit? Is it? They're monsters, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They, God, this is like the longest intro in music history. Wow. All right. Um, no, shut up. Here it comes, guys. Yeah, rock, rock your body. body. Yeah, everybody, rock your body. body. Right, right. Back, back streets, back, back, back. Oh my God! Back in here for segment number two of jobbing out. Still, still the travesty of the century. They didn't start the. It really again. does not make any sense at all. <laughs> Uh, and they didn't, like, it's not like because they saved it to close with either. Like, they, all right, I don't want to, we'll get to that. Um, uh, Glenn Clark, AJ Francis, oh, sorry. And Glenn Clark, Brandon from uh, Ramsed, and of course. This is the main yeah, event. Yeah, AJ Francis, uh, Sausage Castle Wrestling Champion, Sugar Bear. So, um, look, I had high expectations for Friday night. I'm going to tell you, I, I expected us to have an amazing time for it to be... I don't this is this is a weird bit, right? I genuinely believe that there are people that think that we're doing this ironically. Like I genuinely believe the response that I've gotten is there are people that think this is all like we're in on a bit. That is incorrect. The Backstreet Boys are fucking amazing. They're amazing. Wait, I gotta I I gotta say though, like you One of the better concerts I've ever been to. It was unbelievable. Well, so this all started because Glenn and Aaron were like we're going to go to the Backstreet Boys, right? And we're, they were talking about it. And they were being serious. Like like he said, they were not being ironic. They were like, we want to go to the show. I'm the dick that was like, ha, 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 I'll go to that. You know, and, and I'll get us tickets and it'll be hilarious, right? It was fucking awesome. It was <laughs> like, incredible. Because of course I, it was incredible. And you're an asshole forever thinking that we were being ironic. Um, I No, no, no. I didn't think you were being oh, ironic. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I thought I was being like, ha ha, this will be funny. 
Nope. And I was going to go like that with you guys. And then once you were, you were serious, we got the tickets. I was like, fuck, now I really have to go. Dude. And, <laughs> and it, then we went and it was fucking awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> like flat out fucking amazing. I actually, and, and most, and most of their songs off the new album weren't trash. No, right. no, they were fine. And actually, you know what? Like every time they, they, they did the bit with like, all right, we're going to play a song off the new album. I, you know, there was like, I was like, oh, but what they did brilliantly is they only play like a minute of that song before they jump back into a song they knew you wanted to hear. And I was like, first of all, you're right. The songs on the new album were pretty good. They were pretty good. I was into it. And then they didn't do like a five to six minute version of it. They did like a minute, minute and a half of it. And they were like, and now we'll play quick playing games with my heart. And I'm like, yes, thank you. It was the, it was the most brilliant way to put their new music in the show. Is yep. to yeah. And also, simultaneously, like, if you hadn't heard their new music, which I hadn't, there were a couple songs where I was like, oh, no shit, doubt. I gotta go hear that whole song. No doubt. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, we had a time. And we legitimately had a time, well, man. I also want to say something like, and these guys can back me up on this. Um, if you see these videos that we posted, <laughs> we're idiots, but, like, we were having so much fun. But, like, I legitimately felt terrible that day. <laughs> And these these guys can back me up on that. Like on the way, oh, I was having a hard oh, time. Like, oh, we thought we might not be able to make it to the show. Like we thought it was going to be an awkward moment. I, I was having a bad, you know, chemo side effect day, and like that shit lifted me up. Just like having fun with these guys and like the music. You know, all the were you know, everybody knows at least five or six Backstreet Boy songs, and then most people probably know more than that. Yeah, but like it was just like one of those things where it was like, and then the way home, I kind of was like back to feeling like shit a little bit but you, if you see that video you would not think that i felt bad at all it, <laughs> dude, we, could not, we could not have had a better time i actually thought about you know i really made a mistake i thought about asking uh the girl that was sitting behind us to come on the show this week um but then i, <laughs> then I thought it might be awkward because i'm pretty sure that aaron was making sex eyes at her all night um, no, I'm, no, 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 no. The girl in front let's of us. Point out, let's point out the fact of one thing, Brandon. I need to publicly shame you for this, okay? It is never cool to tell random people that I used to play in the NFL. That's never That's cool. Why I was I did it. I was you trying to do no a bit. Yeah, yes, I, I understand that. why you did it. I'm saying don't ever do that again. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to do a bit where I said that Brandon was a football player. Right, like I, I was trying to do a bit with that, and then it ended up leading to Brandon saying that he no, it was AJ that played in the foot. Like I was trying to make a bit out of it, and that was my, I, I, I. Oh no, I was being an asshole on purpose. I knew exactly what I was doing. <laughs> oh well, I didn't know. I didn't know that it got awkward from there. I had no idea that it got awkward. It didn't get awkward. It's fine. No, no, but I also, you're not when when you tell people that I'm the football player. You're not the one that has to talk about their fucking that is true. nephew. Yes, that is true too. That does that is that is uh that is a bit awkward. There is to talk about what? Their JV nephew. Right. Right. It's well it's, Oh, is that what they were talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's the way No, it works. but that's what happens more often than not. Oh, like, yeah. oh, I got this kid that's playing yeah, football. There's a lot of that. Oh, yes. like, that yeah, there's a lot of that. There's they were, a lot of that. They were just women. We were we we're gonna get into that. I, I they were they were lovely. They were lovely people. We had a lovely I would time. just love to point out that you have no idea what they would get into. Do you know how many women love their little son that plays fucking 75-pound <laughs> okay. football? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But every, it's, the same, it's the same thing as when people are like, this guy books concerts. I've had like 5 million awkward, like, oh. ridiculous. Well, you're going like, to get a ticket. I'm in a band, and I'm right. blah, 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 blah. Like, right. I totally get it. 
I was just fucking with you, man, because I it felt like a low key situation where we could get away with that, and you could look at me and roll your eyes and be annoyed, and you know those. Yeah, I, that's what ended up happening, but that's not what happens ninety five percent of the time. But that's because I'm a brilliant master of social situations. No, it's because you got lucky. <laughs> God is making up for the other shitty shit. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I had nothing else to say. It was incredible. I would legitimately go see them again. Like I, I'm not kidding. I had some friends. Yeah, it was to, incredible. I had some friends that asked about going to see them in Hershey, and I was like, I would do that again. It was that good of a time. Um, I had no voice on Saturday because we were singing and screaming, and there were millions of screaming chicks around us. I mean, it was just uh, oddly. I was trying to do like a high five bit uh, when we were walking in. I was like walking by random people and trying to give them high fives. Nobody was really feeling that. I was a little disappointed by that situation. Uh, but other than that, it was amazing. What a time we had. I, I could not have had more fun at the Backstreet Boys uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. If we really wanted to meet girls there, we could have just stood by that poster. Yeah, that would have been a really people. smart play. That would have been a really smart play. All right. Um, back into wrestling. Um, a couple other things from this week. Uh, we get into what happened on Raw and SmackDown from the course of the week. Um, I thought largely good shows this week. Um, I, I, I agree the 10 man was incredible. Uh, I think it gets us on a good path for a few different things that we have moving forward. Uh, I do still think the Drew McIntyre undertaker thing kind of is laying out there. Like, is that going to be what's going to happen there? But I start to get a sense, a feel for what's going to happen going towards SummerSlam. And you know, I, I, for the most part, I'm thumbs up on everything. What do you think is the most significant thing that we saw on Raw and SmackDown this week? Well, I mean, that's unfair. The most significant is that Seth Rollins is going to face Brock Lesnar, right? Like, that's the most significant thing. Uh, now, Bray, I think the most significant Bray is Wyatt, the return of Bray Wyatt. Right. So Bray Wyatt would be second on the list for me. Um, I, it was awesome. They did it tremendously. It was a perfect moment. Uh, Bray looks great. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves in the coming weeks. And... When like they have him start talking, is the Firefly Funhouse gone now, or like do we still see some of that? Like it's it's a, a ongoing evolution, but for a first time in front of people, it was a tremendous way of doing it. I would love this if we get both, like like you know, because I think ultimately this is going to lead to the Fiend versus the Demon. Um, I don't know if that's going to be so quickly at SummerSlam, but. If, or, that is or, my one. That is my one thing that I would, I would hate because you can't have the demon lose. Well, you can, and if you do, this is who could potentially beat him. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <sighs> like that's this is the one situation where I would not say the demon is definitely winning. You know, it's interesting because I was so convinced that you needed to do AJ Finn right at SummerSlam, but it does like appear like they're going to try try to drag out AJ Ricochet. Oh, well, it's 100% happening. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's an interesting argument, right? Like, um, I, I think if you do that, I, I don't think you do it so soon, right? No, I think you do it the regular match. And, and and like I said, who knows? We might see Firefly Funhouse version of Bray next week or something where he has like a dual personality, which I think is sort of what they played up in those segments. And I think it would be a mistake to completely abandon that. Um, I think it gives this character more depth if this is like the bad side. Do, I think they're gonna do the bit where, like, uh, he's gonna cut his promos on the people he's facing in the Firefly Flunhouse. Interesting. I like that. 
I I I I'm good with that actually. If that's what like was- like literally, he's just like this week on Five Five Funhouse, like there'll be a picture of Finn Balor next to the rabbit, right. and he'll like that's have pretty a cool. conversation with the rabbit about how Finn Balor's a bad man. What do we do to bad men? All that kind of shit. Do you think we get live Firefly Funhouse? No, I'm, I don't think we ever. Get yeah, that. I'm less convinced of that. I, 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 I or, or at least like, do we get this character in the live setting, or do you think he'll stay? If if it remains, I, it'll I stay in the segment. I I can see a situation where he gets uh he he does like a backstage segment as the character, but I don't think we'll ever see that character in ring. Or even I'm like even on the stage. I just think it's a tough translation live. I, I, I just don't think that that works the same way, and you end up running the risk of having the crowd, you know, be assholes because it's just See, not translating. Yeah, if, if I was booking this storyline, I would have him come out next week as the version of the character you see in the Firefly Funhouse and tell Finn, you know, oh, I don't know why that happened, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, basically, it's a complete mindfuck storyline with Finn Balor. Um, I think if they just have the fiend come out all the time, you're losing the depth of the character they set up. You know what I mean? So there has to be something to this that is like a more. I can like see a, that where the fiend becomes the fiend he, becomes like the demon is, except more prevalent. Like he's like Demon Kane versus Corporate Kane or whatever. You yeah. know, like something like that, where you've got this like fun I mean, house yeah, that guy. Could, that could work. I just, to me, does he keep the puppets in his pocket then? They could come up on the screen or something. That would be psychotic, but yes. I mean, but that's he's supposed to be psychotic, so like it works. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Look, I, I again, I'm gonna keep saying, I'm interested to see how it evolves. It's a check. It continues to be a check right now. What uh, they've done evolves. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, every step along the way so far has been good, right? That's encouraging that we've gotten yeah. this far in. And it's still been everything's a check, so I'm encouraged. And I, I really that. want that Vince McMahon puppet to come back. Yeah, I would so, like that too. I would that was that one too. of my favorite parts of the, of the thing. Uh, are we convinced that we are moving towards Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam? Yep. I, so. I called it like three months ago. I think so too. Um, the interesting part to me is that this doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like Kofi Kingston should be dropping the belt to Randy Orton at SummerSlam, right? Like it feels like it's a big match and like a cool moment, but it doesn't feel like one that I think should. It's a great win you could give to Kofi. I agree. I agree with that. All of that. It doesn't feel like one. You know the way that we've been talking about Samoa Joe, where like it probably should, like he should lose to Samoa Joe at some point. It right. just doesn't feel the same way with Randy Orton. It, let's let's see how this storyline progresses. But right now, as we stand, this feels just like a strong win for Kofi. But you could make an argument for if they develop this correctly. Like, I mean, Randy Orton's Randy Orton. You know what I mean? Like he's been hanging in the you know hanging in the background for a little while. Like I honestly thought he was going to win Monday um, and face Brock because I kind of like that idea of him redeeming himself for that brutal fucking SummerSlam match from yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, so I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. Like, I, I agree with you. I think this is, the right now, the way everything looks, like, it feels like a good time to give Kofi a nice, think, strong main event win. And and here's the thing. With Kofi, not only does is there a natural storyline with Kofi and Randy Orton, mm-hmm. but, too. like, uh, like, uh, and the fact that it would be a good win for Kofi, but, like, 
I genuinely think WWE got like once they decided they were gonna put the belt on Kofi, they were like tired of people talking shit how they've never had like black guys be champions for a long yeah. time. And yeah. they're like, all right. Oh, give y'all want to see him a good run. be the champ? Well, yeah. we gonna make him the champ forever. Uh, maybe. He's gonna beat everyone. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe. I mean, like, I, look again. I don't have a problem necessarily. I think we all wanted to see Joe win, and that had as much to do with Joe as it did anything else, right? Like, I did not want to see Joe win. I'm I didn't want to see Joe. Win I wanted. Either. I wanted to see Joe beat AJ Styles 100. Fair. Fair. I did not want Joe to beat Kofi Kingston. I don't want Kofi Kingston to ever. Lose that belt. See, I would have said I would have been okay with uh, uh, Joe winning just for Kofi to win it back at SummerSlam. I would have been fine. Because you know, because you know where this is all going, don't you? Uh, do you think that ultimately this leads to the the uh, breakup? That this ultimately leads. No, to- no. I think this leads to. Uh, I think this leads to the New Day versus the Club at Survivor Series. Winner takes all. Huh. Um, I mean, I don't hate that. I it would make a match. Love that. that. Yeah, I mean, it would it'd be a match that actually meant something in Survivor Series. Oh my god! Really nice. Um, I'm I'm thumbs up. I'm good with it. Uh, wow, wow, yeah. So that's fucking awesome. Um, uh, one other thing I'll say, and, and I, I actually want your feedback on this. I, I think it's a no brainer, but I, listen, By the way, I when love, you say winner takes all, on. you're suggesting that. All of the tag belts and both the heavyweight titles are in that match. The U.S. title and the heavy and the world title. The, okay. US, the U.S. title. title. Okay. All right. That's a little bit different. All right. Uh, I mean, that, that's possible. Universal never happened, but yeah. I mean, with- you, I could see a situation where AJ loses the belt to Ricochet at SummerSlam, and right. then they build AJ back up for the world title match at Survivor Series. That is very possible. Yeah. There's more than enough time to do that, but if not. I could easily see a situation in which he's still the U.S. champ, Kofi's the world cha- WWE champ, and then both ta- and uh, the New Day has the tag titles, and potentially the club could have tag titles. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a really interesting scenario. Um, so here's a question I want to ask you guys. I have my own feeling. I think it's a no-brainer, but I love Daniel Bryan. He's probably my favorite wrestler of all time. Currently, he's in in my top five. Sure. Um, Kofi defeated Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, which I would say, aside from the belt, is the biggest win of his career, even if it would have just been a win. You know, like if he, him pinning Daniel Bryan clean, if he beats Randy Orton, is that the biggest win of his career? No, because, you know, like, you know, this was him. It, him no, I'm beating, just saying yes, strictly off of who the wrestler is. Yes, not, it is. Right, I, mean, I agree. Yes, it is. And I think because that's why they do the it. Re- the reason why it is is because a he's already jobbed Randy Orton years ago. B, uh, he won the WWE title at WrestleMania, but a lot of plucky underdogs win the WWE title at WrestleMania. Not a lot of those same plucky underdogs defend the WWE title against somebody who they have been victimized by at SummerSlam, right? And who WWE lets beat every fucking buddy exactly. all the time. Bray Wyatt, who we're talking about, is still great. <laughs> lost to Randy Orton at WrestleMania the WWE title. No, I know. I, I mean, I hear everything you're saying. I, 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 like, take all the circuit. I know Daniel, that you're going to say because Daniel of the public circumstance and all this stuff. Take all those out. I'm just talking about wrestler defeated clean. This would be Kofi Kingston's big win, and I think that's the way they're looking well, at this. But is I they w- need to okay. add his resume. So let's, but let's let's do twofold. Let's let's remind what we just said. Let's never forget that there's always a chance that they have Randy Orton win. 
Let's never ignore that. Like this is of the course. WWE and Randy Orton. Let's never forget that there is some somebody and in the office. And that is the reason why the win is so big for Kofi Kingston. Correct. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I'm. I, I hear you. I'm. I. It is really tricky. Uh, but, but you know what? All this means it means that they made the right decision to book this match because this is not an obvious match, and I love matches that aren't obvious, like that could go. But the I people, think it's, either guy right. could win. I think it's only obvious in that way. I'm still saying that, like, I don't think that any of us believe that it would make sense for Randy Orton to beat Kofi Kingston at SummerSlam. I don't think that right. But it didn't make I mean, sense for Shinsuke Nakamura it, it, to win an Intercontinental Title on the fucking that's fine. pre-show. Right. I agree. I agree with that. I'm just and I'll, that's why they no, did it. No, but like not even not even just that part of it, but like. If it's to build Kofi up to have to overcome the odds again to get even more hot as Kofi Kingston, I could see why you would pull the trigger at SummerSlam for Randy Orton to win. Maybe, but but if you're not doing that and you're going in a different direction after that, then I hate it. Yeah, well, of course, right? Yeah, that wouldn't right. be great. That wouldn't be great. All right, let's run through a couple other things. You brought up Daniel Bryan. Um, you know, he teases that he's this life-altering thing that he's going to announce. That people are guessing that he's going to go to two hundred five live, which I was like, what "Are you fucking serious?" Um, <laughs> More uh, likely to go to NXT than two hundred five right? live, like, that was and insane. that's not happening either. And then he doesn't make the announcement. Um, a- any thoughts at all? I-, I mean, I don't really care that he didn't make the announcement. Like, it doesn't I th- bother me. You know what this is, and you're gonna fucking hate it. And I think I think I know what this is based off of the promo that he, he had. Did you see the backstage promo? No, I didn't. So he does an interview with someone, and he's like, "I know what I have to do. I have to go where Daniel Bryan's never gone before." And he does something really weird. I'm really afraid this is leading to him challenging the Undertaker. Because he's never fought The Undertaker before. And clearly The Undertaker is... I have read things that say he's signed on for multiple appearances this year. So, like, I can totally see that going this way. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't want it. You're right about that. I don't want it either. But, but, like, it makes sense in the context of what he said. Yeah, I Uh, hear you. I hear you. I don't know what else it is. Everybody's saying, like, he's going to go to another... That fucking shit's not happening like right. he's gonna fight someone on the main card they're not sending daniel i mean aside from a main event at a takeover or something he's not going full sale and wrestling someone you know what i mean right like so why not know, yeah you, you know it's funny you say that but like that would be a very daniel bryan thing to want to do it would be very but they, but like they, they'll want to get the bang out of their buck they'll put him on takeover or something you know what i mean is, like that is, no 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 that is getting the bang out of their buck that makes people watch next right put on a random nxt episode Yes, Absolutely. it makes people watch NXT. The same reason if you put them on 205 Live. If you said make people watch 205 Live. So why yeah. wouldn't you just put them on TakeOver then? You could. I mean, he's, I mean, we already know there's reports he's going to be downgraded to somewhat of a part-timer. He's already not on every house show. He's going to go to a random NXT taping. I mean, I, I, I think if they're going to do that, it makes more sense. To do like, I want to make sure I'm not predicting that's what could, he's, this is dog, going to be. Dog, there is. I need you to understand. When you live in Washington, unless the show is in Washington, there is literally no difference for the performer from going to Raw and going to NXT. 
No, but he'll want the maximum impact out of whatever he does. But AJ's point is that it would give maximum impact to NXT. What, they, what, what he's saying is now you have to watch NXT. If yeah, you, but it's going to be taped and you can read about it. I don't think they're going to use him like that. But nobody's going to be nobody's going to be watching it because they're going to be surprised. They're going to watch it to see Daniel Bryan wrestle Johnny Gargano. Right. So why Daniel, wouldn't you do that at Takeover? Because you could advertise it for four weeks. You could. Because they might have something else they want to do at Takeover, or they might have something else they want Daniel Bryan to do that weekend. Like, there's a boatload of options, and I want to make sure I'm not I'm not predicting that Daniel Bryan's going to go tape a match at Full Sail. I'm not predicting that, or that I think that's what this is. But knowing Daniel Bryan, oh and sure, knowing, he would do anything. You're knowing right. the things he wants to do, it wouldn't yeah. stun me at all if Daniel Bryan went to somebody and said, "There's some guy I really like." You know, whoever it is, Matt Riddle, fucking Velveteen yes. Dream, whoever it is, he says, I really like this guy. I'd fucking love if you would let me go work a goddamn match with it and we can do a whole thing out of it and we can make right. an angle. Well, I'm sure, and I'm sure I'm getting too far into the weeds, but my thinking is, though, if that were the case, Triple H would say, okay, go attack him during the taping and then you fight at TakeOver. I mean, like, that, it would be, uh, it would be ideal. But okay. but it might it just might not be what they have in mind. It might be that they have something in mind for that. Like they, they'll be my, my, my my thing is which why I don't understand what Brandon's issue is here. Like everything you're saying could possibly could plays into what we're also saying. Like him going to wrestle on takeover is not being excluded from him happening to wrestle at full sale. It's true too. All these okay, things can be true. That's fair. All these things can I'm be true. I'm just thinking like you if if he's gonna go to to, to wrestle on full sale and, and like you said he's gonna wrestle Johnny Gargano you can't give that away on a regular episode you could like, yeah you could you could and you could make it the most downloaded episode or the most but viewed here's episode the thing. Of here's the thing. Okay, you don't want to give away Johnny Gargano versus Daniel Bryan but are you telling me I couldn't get Daniel Bryan versus Tyler Breeze Tyler sure. Breeze sure or you could Roderick Strong right no, fair point or <laughs> You're right. No, it's a fair point. I mean, like any of these things. But, and, but, but it would build, but it would likely build. Velveteen Dream? But it would likely build to something bigger. And that's fine. Maybe it would. Or, again, I, I think. Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Street Profit? Yeah, I mean, all these things work. But, I, again, my point being, I think Daniel Bryan is an interesting case in that, like, you can't predict. I, I, I You're probably right. The Undertaker thing is far more likely than this, extremely more likely than that. But Daniel Bryan's kind of a weirdo in that he doesn't give a shit about all of this stuff. It wouldn't have stunned me if Daniel Bryan had showed up at the Evolve pay-per-view on Saturday night. He's- I agree. There's just an extra layer of, like, you know, Triple H has to be like, okay, we'll use you like that, you know? I, I, I just think that when you're Daniel Bryan, you've reached that point in your career, there's a level of we will be willing to make things work for you because we also okay. know that everything you do is going to benefit us in some way. Like, that, yes, ideally, if you said we want Daniel Bryan to do something with NXT, sure, it makes more sense for you to say you want to do it at a takeover. But they might look at their numbers and say, we noticed that, like, the weekly viewing of NXT is, is sagging a bit. And we want to pick those numbers back up. And you know what's a damn good way of doing that? Is if people find out that Daniel Bryan's going to be on next week's episode of NXT. Um, Fair point. Fair like, point. Like, there's there's a million ways to go about doing it. But yes, ultimately, you're you're probably right that the most likely scenario is, and I've I've you know, I've never thought it was going to be that he was going to 205 Live. That doesn't mean he couldn't go wrestle a match on 205 Live. It doesn't mean that, you know. Remember, they once had him after all the fallout from Enzo. Daniel Bryan was the face of 205 Live for some reason that I you know, 
Like, he just pretended like he had been the commissioner of 205 Live, and they kicked off the show that way, and he announced what the next championship match was going to be. Um, but I don't think he's going to go be, like, a regular performer on 205 Live. Like, I think that, that doesn't, just doesn't seem likely. Do um, you think there's any chance let's, – let's stick with this for a second. Is there, with the Raw reunion coming up, is, is there any chance there's someone else that he might um, – provoke that could turn into i mean this is not going to get another Shawn michaels match or something are we i mean i mean like that's the one right if you were yeah. going to bring Shawn michaels back if he was going to come out of retirement your <laughs> argument and if he ever was going to come out of retirement the argument that we made then like if you were going to do this you the thing to do was to do daniel bryan versus Shawn michaels right like it was the ultimate story it was the one that made the most sense is there some world in which Shawn Michaels came back for a payday and said, well, fuck, if I'm just going to come back and take some money, here's this thing that's kind of always been out there. Um, why not? Like, what reason, what reason is there for them to not do it? You assholes that complain about him, him wrestling. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't want to see it really. But like, if you're again, you, if, oh, you don't want to see it. You sure lay the hell of a fucking no. I'm saying table if you to lay that meal down on. But the point being, if you're, I never wanted Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement because I don't necessarily want to watch guys that age wrestle. It doesn't interest me. But if you're going to have him come out of retirement, if that you've already crossed that bridge. This was the reason to do it. Like, if you were ever going to do it, it was to do this. So if you do it, I'm not going to tell you I'm excited about it, but would it be logical in that context? Fuck yes, it would be logical in that context. Absolutely it would. So, yeah, I mean, sure, if you want to say that Monday night, you know, Shawn Michaels is back and those two guys just happen to stand next to each other and everybody's like, oh, right, this thing that we never did. Yeah, it's still there. And he and and not only that, not only is it there, and there's Daniel so Bryan much to say now, right? And like Daniel, Daniel Bryan can come to... out and say you're a hypocrite because you came back and took a right. paycheck from him. I don't think he can go to the murderous country route, and but that, they can say. Well, but that's the point. The point being that you have to do it at SummerSlam because Daniel Bryan won't go to Jeddah to for the for the big payday for Shawn Michaels. Like he won't do that. So if you're going to do this, you would have to do this here. Yeah, sure. That's totally plausible. It's actually. Yeah, you know what? I, I think that's better uh, than the Undertaker thing. Uh, I still are you don't. About to... I'm not. You're not gonna get me to say I like it. You're not gonna get me to do it, Dick. <laughs> you're not gonna get me to do it. All right, real quick. Uh, the two the two women's number one contenders, both kind of surprises. Uh, are we convinced that these are just gonna be two singles matches at SummerSlam for these two belts with these two surprise yeah. opponents? Yeah. Okay. I, I think this why. is how. You, well, I think, I th sorry. I think this is how you give. Becky a big statement singles win to be like I'm the new Natty dog like Natty carried the division that's me now can I point something out what there's a reason why this is the person well right? I mean you're saying Natty specifically because it's in Toronto yes I mean like that, and that's fine um, she's not gonna win but I'm saying that's why this match is happening and that's why no one will be added but, to it well okay but why would that be less of a moment if it was them and Charlotte Flair why would Toronto like it less they wouldn't I, I just no I just think you're taking like some spotlight from Natty I mean that's fine but they're not gonna root for Charlotte they were always gonna boo Charlotte anyway sure so the, the other match I think is more likely because it's completely random um 
you know, you could have somebody say I think, Ember Moon didn't deserve it, blah, blah, blah. And then they'd say, okay, if you beat Ember Moon, you're inserted in the match. Right, but I and think then, we all agree that of the two, that we are way more inclined to see Ember Moon beat oh, Bailey than we are to see... That's the one I want to be one-on-one. Right, one. I just don't know what they think of these people. I don't know what they think of her, you know? Oh, I've been trying I to think figure she's that out. great. She's incredible. I think she's fucking incredible. I um, think she's great. I think she deserves a spot. I think that it should be one-on-one. But they've done this shit to us before with the people that we think are great and we think should have this yeah, spot. Um, I, to me, that's the one that is more likely to get someone inserted into it. And I don't want that. I'm not saying that because I want that to happen. I'm saying that because I don't know what they think about Ember Moon. And I, honestly, I don't 100% know what they think of Bailey. Um, although it would suggest. Also, also where is Charlotte? I mean, she, she fought Liv on, Morgan this week. She was on TV. Like, I mean, no, no, no. I'm saying, where is she in this picture? Because we know she. That's what I'm saying. In. Like, I'm, I'm. I, that's why I asked the question. I mean, really, what I should have asked is, do you think Charlotte's getting added to one of these two matches? I should have asked it that way. Like, it's not like there's somebody Wait, else. What if they added her to both? Because hold on, just in case y'all was wondering, y'all know she didn't go, right? I, I no, I, I've never heard that before. That's it's really weird. Earlier, when uh, AJ's phone cut out, he kept telling me how bad she was. <laughs> um, look, I, I don't. I have. If you're gonna add her to one of the two of them, I would absolutely add her to the the the, the Becky um, uh, Natalia match because again, I think we all kind of accept that Natalia's in that match because it's in Canada and no other reason. And in a weird way, you can make you know her more sympath make Natalia more sympathetic to the Canadian crowd if you add. Are we Charlotte. gonna get a full Bret Hart? Daddy's the face because it's Canada move. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think absolutely, and in a way, over, I think be, over Becky. Bob but that's Bob? why I actually yeah. think. But listen, oh, yeah. I think that's why it's oh, better yeah. for Charlotte to be in that match because yeah. I think you could create a scenario where Charlotte's the heel, Becky's sort of the tweener. You know, like Becky. Becky actually is sympathetic to Natalia that they added here's Charlotte a, to the match. Like that here's you can. A, here's a here's a problem, Glenn. Like I don't know if you know this, but this match is for the Raw Women's Championship. And and no, great yeah, I mean, you know what? I hadn't thought that about that at all. Definitely can't happen then. Great point. So sorry. <laughs> Very good. Very good. All right. Um, when we come back in, we will uh, talk about AEW. We will talk about Evolve, everything else that was going on this week. NXT and 205 Live too. Okay. All right. Brandon, Brandon wants to talk about those things. All right. Very good. All that's on the way. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. And he's the main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Join the flock as the Chesapeake Bayhawks face off against the New York Lizards for Chesapeake Celebration and Rivalry Night on Saturday, July 20th at 7 p.m. at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. Arrive at 4.30 p.m. to attend our new Lexus tailgate featuring games, live music, and complimentary Bud Light for ticket holders 21 and up. Tickets are available and start at $20. To purchase, visit thebayhawks.com slash tickets or call the Chesapeake Bayhawks ticket office at 866-99-HAWKS. Go Bayhawks! Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton, and of course... The main event. 
AJ Francis. Um, apologies, we plugged the guest earlier. Just don't think it's going to happen. If it does, great, but it just doesn't look like it happens. Instead, we're going to talk about all the other things that occurred in pro wrestling during the course of the week. Um, Brandon was bitching. Did you? So, like, how much of the AEW show did you even bother to watch, uh, Brandon? Okay. All right. Well, that's a solid observation. I appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Brandon. He disappeared there. Um, AJ, did you watch oh, it? Oh, no. You think the bug got him. Oh, you think this is the one? You think? Hey, sorry. Oh, all sorry. Right. <laughs> Damn. Uh, a little bit worried that the cancer came and got you right there. I knew you were going to make that joke. Little... I, I was getting a drink, and I was on my cell phone, and it died right when I tried to talk. What a dick. What a dick. All right. So, how much of the AEW show did you actually watch? I killed it after the pre-show. God, what a dick. What a I dick. hated it. Uh, a- AJ, did you watch any of the AEW show? Not yet, no. Okay. I, watched I will the, watch it, though. I watched I the entire thing, and I actually uh, watched um, uh, Fighter Fest beforehand in order to be caught up, so I'm totally caught up on AEW. Um, I'm in the middle of getting caught up. I actually thought the the scene, like doing it in an amphitheater in Jacksonville, that cool. was kind of yeah. cool. Like I actually thought it looked really yeah, cool. Yeah, it did look. And I saw the pictures. It yeah, cool. it looked really cool. Um, the show itself was fine. I mean, like it, this was very much similar to Fighter Fest, in which they weren't really doing anything big. It was more like a show, so they had a show to remind people that they existed until they could get to uh, All Out on Labor Day weekend. So the show itself was fine. You know, your your complaints about the production, I, I don't know, man. Like, no, the broadcast crew is not great. There's there's a couple things that are going on. Alex Marvez, they're not, they're not not great. They're awful. Right. Well, Alex Marvez is terrible. He's offered. He nothing. is awful, and yeah. he talks the whole fucking time. Right. He's offered he does not nothing. stop talking. It's created a bigger issue too, and it's one that they're going to have to address. And I've noticed this the last couple of years. Um, there's a, I, I don't know what the right way to put this is. Disinterest is what I feel from Jim Ross these days. Yes. Um, where like this is happening, and I'm here, and I'm being paid to do it, but that's the the entirety of how I feel about it. Um, and maybe we've been spoiled by Moro, and how much he cares. Um, can I just say something though? I love Jim Ross. I love I love what I've listened to Fucking, over the wait, years. Want to say something really controversial and say you like Jim Ross? What an asshole! Listen no, I'm this saying guy, that because I hate him on this show. This guy fucking loves Jim Ross. Like we all love Jim Ross. We no, all do. That's what my point is. This isn't a Jim Ross hate thing. I just don't get what he's doing right now. Like it, it just he doesn't feel like he belongs there. He just it, hey man, you know sometimes Jordan turns forty, bro, and he'll give you some gems every once in a while. Hundred percent. I, you know, and I don't. And, and, right. AJ, it's funny that you say that because it's exactly the analogy I was thinking of when I was watching the show. I don't that- know if this is just about his age. It feels more like he's kind of looking around, like, "Are we really doing this? Like, is this, this- is a paycheck?" Yeah. Oh, he does yeah. not like some of the stuff. Yes. You can tell. It feels way more like there are times where he's. This just isn't how he would do things. If he hey, was maybe in Jim Ross. Oh, maybe for AEW, Jim Ross is going heel. Maybe, and I'd be fi- like, if that's the direction, I'd be fine with that. Like right He's now, like the corporate guy. Yeah, right now, it's just not that. Like right now, so, it really is more of a. All right, well, this is happening because it's happening. So, so by the way, Glenn, this is Jim Ross's mo. Because if you listen to, um, I know I say this annoyingly, uh, annoying amount of times, but if you listen to the Bruce Pritchard podcast. There are, are times where he's you? very critical of Jim Ross for basically shitting on the product without blatantly shitting on it, but by things that he says, like like you said, oh, well, I don't know what the rules are here. It's it's like it's like a passive-aggressive way to say, 
this is bullshit the right. way they're doing this because the rules don't matter. Do you remember the, um, uh, the, the God, which Raw was it where they did the one show at, in Brooklyn and the other show at the, uh, the ballroom? Was that the 25th episode or something or whatever it was? So um, they assigned him and, and Lawler to the ballroom. And like it was you and I, I convinced myself that his disinterest at that point was I'm WWE's bullshit. Right. I'm sick of being a part timer. I'm sick of them not really using me. I'm sick of being under contract. I want I want something that feels real and telling me to 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 be the play by play guy to watch as as Undertaker just walks out to walk out um, to give the same stupid you know speech that he gives every time that doesn't actually mean anything. Um, I, I just I'm not going to sell that because it does nothing for me. It felt more like a direct WWE thing. And I'm starting to wonder if it might either be cynicism that has come since his wife has passed away, or if it's just genuine. that is like that is like so in depth of a assumption. And I, I don't know. I'm not trying to. I'm not, I don't want to cast aspersions because I think a lot of people go through this shit, um, where like all nothing matters, right? Like you go through something like this, and now I can't pretend like any of this matters because in the context of life, it doesn't, right? Like there's a lot of people that go through things like that. I'm not trying to tell you that I know that, but there's something going on because the last few times that we've seen JR, it has just come off very disinterested. And I, if, if you want bro, to, he's old, bro. He is. Have you ever, no, but bro, there's, but you, there's a couple. Crazy. It's crazy. My grandfather, bro, he used to, he used to run liquor. He used to do all types of wild stuff. Right now. When he got older, he didn't even like shooting dice no more because it was hear just you. too much right. work. Right, and I and my grandfather went through the same thing before he died. I remember when I told my grandfather I was getting married. Um, he was so I, I, he said, "Oh, when is it?" And I said, "Next May." He said, "I'll be dead by then." Like that was the response from my grandfather. Wow. Like I, that, I don't think this is that. I don't think he. he I, I don't think this is old. Be him being old. I think he. I'm, He's old school, man. Brandon, and, and, I think and, I think it's more about I, this. Really, is a I think I understand how to run the business, and you guys yes. aren't doing it the right way. Like, I hundred percent got the same vibe. That's the feel from, that I have. And again, all of this is us, and we're you know just throwing shit. And out. he's probably right. Right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. And I mean, it might be. It might very well be that Jim Ross has a better idea of how this should look than anybody else does. Because but, and, certain- and, and, and like I said, this is something. This is why I don't think it's him being old. There are several stories that Bruce Pritchard tells in this podcast about them being pissed about the way Jim Ross would call something because he didn't like what was going on, and he would either overstate rules or like point out the lack of a rule being followed, or like or you know a fake wrestling rule essentially. Um, that they would skirt around that they do all the time and he would point it out on commentary and they'd be like why the fuck are you doing that and it's because he was mad that they that they weren't following old school wrestling ethos or whatever you know right and um there's story after story about this so hearing this now is not a surprise to me you know like like and and i heard it i wish i could remember there was a specific thing he said that i really wanted to remember for this pod for our, our taping today that he said and it was like a hundred percent what glenn is saying where he basically was like well i don't know the this the rules here uh i don't even know what what what's going on here there you was know, a really like that. And i'm in, like in why the, the fuck would you say that there was also a really awkward moment in the second women's match of the night where like he said something that was somewhat critical and then he said back well 
well, you know, I have daughters and I'm a big, like, it was fucking weird. Like, it was a very weird old man-ish thing for him to say where he was like. And and honestly, the overall thing is he just felt out of touch with what their, yeah, what their mission is or what their product is. And I think that's a secondary question that AEW's got to ask themselves. I have felt, and, and again, I think the problem is I'm sort of directly, I think AEW should want to feel more like NXT. Yes. I think that's what they should want to feel more like because I think that's the person they're going after. And I don't think Jim Ross fits with that. And again, maybe the problem is we've gotten to this point where al- we almost can't even remember that there was an NXT before Moro, right? Like he's been right. such the perfect fit for what they've been trying to do at NXT. Like there has been no better announcer product combination ever than the story. So are you just not. Uh, Percy Jackson fan? Or? No, no, he's an analyst. He's not a play-by-play guy. There's a, it's a different thing, right? Like, no, as, I mean he's the greatest. He's the Percy, commentator we've ever had. Percy Watson, by the way, I at least know what his name is. That, that was the joke. <laughs> oh, that was the oh, joke. Oh, got you. Okay. Right. That was um, the what was, was the it? Was it? Was it? Um, I, uh, I, I think that we've been so spoiled by Moro, and that per, that almost like anything that isn't in comparison kind of doesn't make sense for the product. Um, so and by the way, before Morrow, we had Tom Phillips and Corey Graves, who did just fine. They were fine. I'm not, this isn't a knock on them. It's yeah. that Morrow is so fucking good and He's is great. so exact to what the stories that they're telling. The He's story, great. The stories they're trying to tell in NXT. On an island right now, Glenn. Yes. Gun to your head. Morrow or Corey Graves? I mean, they do two different things, but Moro is the answer. Yeah. We, we, and we had it. But Moro yeah. right, Moro's, Moro's the answer. I would like Moro to call everything that goes on in the world at all times. Like, nobody does a better job of present, presenting the story, building anticipation, crescendo. Corey Graves is fucking good as shit at being the Jerry Lawler character. Like, he is unbelievably good at being oh, yeah. a modern-day version of the Jerry Law character, where instead of doing the puppies bit, you know, like, he is... Yeah, that's like saying, do you want, like, the best quarterback or the best linebacker? Like... <sighs> Bruh, I'm rocking with Corey Graves. I don't give a damn he's, what y'all talking he's really- about. Nobody's saying Corey Graves isn't amazing. It's just that. Come to my head, Moro or Corey Graves, I'm rocking with Corey Graves. Corey Graves Graves is fucking great. It's apples and oranges, though. I'm not saying it's not, but be a man and make a decision. Would you rather have. I said my answer would be Moro. That would be my answer. But I'm. So are you saying, like, if we had to fire one guy? One guy has to. I would have to fire those two. I would have to fire. I could not live without Moro Ronaldo calling NXT. I could not live without Moro calling NXT. He's he has. I think I think I'm keeping Graves, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Y'all can. I have don't him. know why. Fuck court. No, I'm not saying that. Such, such I'd a have dumb to hear Wait, If you're starting a band, before this I is, could really. If you're starting a band, would you rather have the greatest guitarist of all time or the greatest drummer of all time? Uh, guitarist for sure. Drummer. Okay. So here we go. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. All right, uh, but there is a Jim Ross problem. Now, that being said, I, the, the cool part of AEW is definitely the 20-minute time limit. That's, that is great. That is such a smart idea. Um, it works in the storyline. It can help in certain situations where you don't someone, want someone to take a loss. The 20-minute time limit is tremendous. It creates a third character in the match. That has been wonderful. They should continue doing that. But to speak to the point, they need to be very clear about it. Like They need to say, here's the reason why this match doesn't have a 20-minute time limit. Like, they need to do that at some point in the build. Hey, we're all going to agree to abandon the 20-minute time limit because of this. You can't just have a match and then say, well, we've decided this one. You need to have some Wasn't there a match where the commentary was like, we don't know? 
It's exactly that's the point, right? Like they have to do. They have. There to was make literally it very a match clear. where the commentary was like, "Well, this is a ten minute time limit." And the guys goes, "Oh, is it? I'm not really sure now, if again, it is." Part like, of what? Part of this is tricky <laughs> because they don't have a weekly TV show right now, right? Like they're not. They don't have weeks to build up these events. Like they're just showing up and doing an event. Oh no, they have weeks to build them up. They're just not doing it. That part is true as well. And they could use the internet to do it. They could use YouTube. They could do a bunch of different things, but they haven't been doing it. We will see how that gets cleaned up. Overall, the show was fine for what it was. I mean, for what it was, it was a fine show. They progressed things along. You know, they had some cool moments. The uh, the awesome Kong Aja Kong thing was kind of dope. Although then I. I realized Aja Kong's also 53 years old. I'm not really that interested in seeing her like become a, you know, a, a regular on AEW. But if they want to do one awesome Kong uh, versus man. Aja Kong thing, Glenn really hates old people. I yeah, really wrestling. I don't want to watch them wrestle. I'm totally happy to watch uh, uh, old people play music or something. Like, I think one of the Backstreet Boys is damn near 50 at this point. So like, you know, it's what one of those. Which one of the Kevin? Kevin is almost 50 years old, and I enjoyed watching him. Yo, when they were talking about how old they were when they met, why was a 21-year-old in a band with it's, a 12-year-old? It's a real good question, ain't it? It's a real, real good question. Remember, the band was put together by Lou Pearlman, who was an effing creep. Let's never forget about yeah, any of that. Yeah, total creep. We, we t- try to block all that out. But yeah, Kevin Richardson was 21 when he's in the band. He's 47 years old now. He's 47. I'm fine to watch him sing. He's a damn good singer. I wouldn't want to watch him wrestle. I don't want to do that. It does not interest me. Um, all right, uh, that, that's the AEW thing. We've covered that. Uh, Evolve was awesome. Um, it, it was cool. I liked a couple things. First of all, if you haven't seen the promo that Cody cut at the end of the AEW show, Cody got back on his bullshit about you can't counter-program Get us. Get the fuck out of here. It was back yeah. on that bullshit. Um, Get the fuck out of here. It, Stop talking about the other show but, and do what you do best. Well, And this is the biggest problem with all, and all these asshole fans, too. Like, we don't... Listen, I'm not going to compare the shows, but if you're going to be a cocky asshole about it, let's compare the shows. Right. You know so, what I'm saying? So and a, I'll, and I'll, I'll show you how much inferior this well, product but is hang right on. now. I want to make – there is no doubt that this There's is – no reason to point that out except for these cocky assholes that but, are saying it's going to no, no, take no. down WWE and all this what, stuff. What you're doing, it really is you're trying to take some shine. They want it, you to believe that WWE counterprogrammed them. AEW right. wants you to believe – that WWE is concerned about the competition and decided to counter-program them. They want to sell that to you because they want you to think that WWE WWE is worried about them. If you watched the Evolve show on Saturday night, you know damn fucking well that that was not counter-programming. WWE literally took a show that was going on allowed them to put it on TV, low rent, low production value. This did not look anything like a WWE event. It just so happened to have some NXT performers and Paul Heyman come out. That was what it was. It was not counter-programming. But AEW wants to sell you that story because they want you to believe that WWE cares so much about them and they're so scared of them that they had to counter-program them on a Saturday night. So that's what Cody Rhodes was doing at the end of the show. It's absurd if you're an intelligent person, you can watch but all these, this and, and say, these dumbass fans have bought into it completely. Well, that's that, what, that's what Cody's counting on. He's counting right. on that. He wants you to eat that shit up because he needs you to support them in the whole deal. All of us with a brain can look at all this and say, "Yo, bro, that's not what happened here." Um, and, and by the way, the people that are like, "Yeah, but they put they put uh, Matt Riddle." Every Evolve show now has an NXT person. Yeah, on Matt Riddle it. was Although on every, every Matt show. Riddle was on Evolve the next night. 
Yeah. Was on Evolve it literally was the next night. They've been putting NXT folks on Evolve shows for months. Like, like this is not you're you're stretching because you want to make it something that it isn't, and that's that's the important part. The Evolve show was great, and I said this when the network launched. WWE should do more of this. They should yeah. find more regional promotions to partner with to put more wrestling on TV. Um, not all of them are going to want to do it for every show because they want people to watch their you know own thing and spend money or whatever it is. Like AJ, I'm going to guess that that I, well I don't know. I'm going to guess that Mike Busey wants to get people to sign up for the Sausage Castle and doesn't necessarily want to just give everything away for free on the network. So yeah. you know like it's I, I think however doing it once like if 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 WWE went to you and say hey one of your shows during the year we'd like to put on the network. You'd probably say, like, hey, yeah, for one, to get those eyeballs on it, for people to know that we exist and to, to go sign up for more, that would make a lot of sense. So I think WWE should be doing more. You have this 24-7 network, and I get it. You have access to – I'm not complaining about what you get from the network. It's an unbelievable value. It's almost the best value in all of programming, um, that what you get for that $9.99 to get the pay-per-views, to get NXT, to get to – I mean, it's, it's absurd. But you do have 24-7 worth of programming – and if you're willing to put something on without good production value, something that's going on anyway, M- you know, MCW, Sausage Castle, fucking, you know, Primal Conflict, whatever it is, ACW, that they're running a stream anyway, and you're just saying, hey, we're going to take your stream and put it on our network, makes all the sense in the world, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's a, like, again, I get it. It's, with Evolve, it's a different thing because they've clearly shown they have a partnership with Evolve, right? So, you know, we could do... And that's been for a very, very long time. Correct. Correct. That has existed for some time. Um, the show itself was great for a Much longer than AEW. Uh, well, well, by the way, one other thing about the counter-programming thing, you will know when you're being counter-programmed. Because yeah. it'll be Johnny they, Gargano they, versus Daniel Bryan and Ricochet versus, like, AJ Styles. And it, they will counter-program you it'll be kill the, you. It'll be the they show. Right, throw an Evolve show on. It'll you know? be the time where they say, by the way, The Rock is going to be here on Saturday night. <laughs> right. yeah. By the way, The Rock is fighting yeah. Ricochet. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll, you'll know you're being counter-programmed then because nobody on the face of the fucking planet is going to watch your show. They'll make right. sure very clearly. When they've decided they're ready. It's what I said about uh, Impact. They did not give a fuck about Impact until Impact said, well, we're going to run a Monday night show live up against you. And they said, really? That's too bad. You Uh, you guys do realize that The Rock is going to fight Brock Lesnar for the universal (laughs) title the first Tuesday on the (laughs) network. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they're on Tuesday TNT. Yeah, maybe, maybe that might be the case. That might be the case. Um, but that's what they did. They impact literally. Because I tell you one thing: there's not a soul watching Tuesday Night Dynamite. Not a chance. Not a like, I want to say to someone: like, did you know? Do you do you think Vince McMahon even knew they were broadcasting this show, the Evolve show? Yes, I think some. Yes, I think he knew. No, they I'm were. being sarcastic. I'm right. saying, do you think he watched it? Do you think like if they were counter like the idea that they would counter program with this lazy of a thing. It was. They had a one guy absurd. broadcast crew, and it was the same guy that was the ring announcer. Like that. This was not a counter programming. <laughs> this was. We're going to take a regional promotion that we work with, and we happen to be in the same city at the same time, and so it all kind of makes sense. And we're going to put it on TV, and that's dope. Like it's a dope thing for the WWE to do. But no, it was not counter programming. It was. We are working with Evolve. This is Evolve's tenth anniversary special. You happen, to, as everybody has pointed out. They pick the date first. 
Evolve had the date already for their special first. The only thing that changed is WWE putting it on the network, which makes all the sense in the world given the relationship that WWE has had with Evolve and given the number of times they put their performers on Evolve shows. It makes all the sense in the world. I, I We're just... Again, AEW wants you to believe something. They want to paint a story that looks it looks good for them if WWE was counter-programming. There's nothing that actually suggests that. But that being said, again, Evolve, great show, great for all those guys. Austin Theory, AR Fox, all those dudes look great. Um, you know, they get two really cool matches out of it. The uh, Drew Gulak, the Gulak match against Matt Riddle was a fucking 12. I mean, it was amazing. Yes. The, it was great. The Tazawa Cole match was good. You know, like there was... You never, you never had any doubt what was going to happen in that match, but even still, it was a good match. Um, and I love the finish on that match, too. Yeah, it absolutely. A, it was a cool finish. Right, and you get a moment where Gargano comes back out, and they're all, you know, like, it's all, it's, it's, it was tremendous. It was a very good show. It was highly entertaining. Um, Austin Theory now holds both the Evolve and the WWN belts, and um, that's certainly relevant. It was, it was good all around. It was a very Do you know who looked like a boss? This NXT guy, Arturo Huas? Oh, yeah, Is Huas, that how you say right? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good. You gotta you gotta see the NXT match with him and Matt Riddle from this week. All right. It yeah. was a UFC fight yeah. in professional wrestling. Yeah, I do want to watch that. And Baba Tunde looked good too, but he just I mean, he looks like a fucking brick shit house, man. Like he just looks amazing. Um, all right, so say your piece uh, real quick to wrap it up, Brandon, about uh, two oh five live and uh, NXT this week. All right. So first of all, I wanna point out I haven't watched two oh five live probably in since WrestleMania, and, and, and at that point, I probably had watched one episode in six months or something. I watched 205 Live this week, and this is not the show that I used to see. This is a great fucking show. And and the wrestling was always good on this show, but it, from my memory, when I would check in, it would all be a lot of six-man tags, a lot of Lucha House Party versus like uh, three random guys put together type stuff. This week... The character development I've seen that, that, that they have done in the weeks I've missed is incredible. And and a couple of things I want to point out. First of all, that everybody should go watch this um, Chad Gable and um, and uh, uh, God damn it. Uh, what's no, his name? Oh, Gentleman yeah, Jack, Jack Gallagher, Gallagher yeah. match. Oh, my God. It is the match of the week on not, you know, arguably one of the matches of the week. You have to see it. Chad Gable, I think, is on track to be the next guy that wins the cruiserweight title, I think. Um, I think that's where that's going on the long term. Then we've got the storyline with Mike Kanellis that Glenn Shocker crosses over to Raw. It seems like a good idea. I, I wish someone had had that idea a year why, ago. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get We're going to end up talking for 20 minutes. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but, but not only does it cross over to Raw... It's not a repeat. It's it's it has depth. So we've got Mike Kanellis on Raw, who's being shamed by Maria, and, and the, what you think of that is a whole other thing. But we've got this thing with him and Drake Maverick on Two Hundred Five Live that has now clearly leading to a match between the two of them. And I can't wait to see Drake Maverick wrestle a real match because I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, you know, he basically calls him out, and he's. They say a lot of real shit, and he's he's they're in a, they're even putting in some of the stuff from the twenty four seven stuff. He's basically saying he's an embarrassment because of all the twenty four seven title stuff, and it leads to blows. And these guys are going to fight, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I I think that some people might start to tune in because of this because Drake Maverick is becoming a very 
significant character on Raw. Right. So that this is always what they should have been doing, by I, the way. We all right? know, I mean, I don't know how hard this is. I don't know how hard this is. Sorry. I mean, we don't have anyone of the Enzo level that, like, like at that point, that was a big injection right. of right. eyes into 205 Live, and then they, it was it ended up being bad. But, like, at the time, Enzo was one of the most over guys of Raw that goes to the show and people watch it. It's not that level of, of star power, but if you're telling me I get to see Chad Gable fight Drew Gulak, I am all in on that. What, uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that. That sounds like a 10. So I'm with you. Um, I, I want to watch more 205 Live, but I did watch 27 hours of wrestling this week, so I, I deserve <laughs> a little bit of credit for that. And then NXT this week, we um, they set up the main event for Toronto TakeOver between what they showed you on NXT and then a video they posted on Facebook with William Regal announcing that we're going to get Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, the third round for the NXT championship. It's going to be two out of three falls, and each guy gets to pick a stipulation for each fall. And then if it goes to the third fall, Regal picks the stipulation for the third fall, which clearly going to the third fall. <laughs> so, I mean, you would have to assume. You would have to be very. So I'm very interested to see what those things are going to be. And then we have some sort of, um, oh, 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 oh. Uh, Killian Dane uh, re-debuted on um, NXT attacking Matt Riddle after his match. Um, and that's another match you must watch is Matt Riddle and Arturo Huas, which was basically an NXT or a, a UFC fight on NXT. There it's the is. closest to professional wrestling match you'll see to a, a UFC fight. But um, So we're getting Matt Riddle, Killian Dane, it looks like, um, as well. So that'll be fun. I like that. I like that a lot. That sounds really good to me. All right, very good. Let's get the plugs in. Uh, AJ, we'll start with you. Uh, you can follow me on all social media at AJ Francis 410. Once again, that is at AJ Francis 410. We're going on the Live and Let Die tour. Um, I got all the dates. Uh, I'll be posting the flyers and letting people know. So it's going to be a good time. Um, I'll be I'll be rapping and wrestling at every show that permits. Dope, you know? that's dope. That'll so some some bars are gonna be like, nah, we can't have you do this. But some of them are gonna let me. What are the, what? Now, hang on a second. I have a quick question. When you guys make your stop at Ramshead Live, what are you gonna be doing? Mm -hmm. Oh well, we would have sold it out, but it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can add you to the girls' life back to school fashion bash. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds like good. A very appropriate. Um... I like that. I like that. Uh, we should definitely be the openness for that. <laughs> There's no doubt. That sounds really good to me. All right. Cross uh, over potential. All right. Brandon, uh, what's coming up at Ramshead Live? So um, we have just moved the Kukui Music Festival featuring Dada Life for all you dance music fans. Uh, July 27th, we've moved that from Power Plant Live to Ramshead Live because of some production issues. So check that out um, Saturday, July 27th. And um, we also have uh, the Wallflowers, August 23rd. And we have like six announcements next week uh, to talk about. So check us out at Ramsa Live on Twitter or go to RamsaLive.com. We will have like five or six show announcements next week of all fun, exciting stuff. Brandon, there, I want to encourage you. There's a show next week uh, with an artist that I, I discovered and I really like, and I think you should go check out, but I'm going to be at the beach, so I can't go. Um, oh, you can't go? Yeah, it's, it's a new um, uh, Lizzo is the act. 
I've been a fan for a really know who that is? been a fan for a really long time, and I encourage you to try to check her out. She's really good. I'm really bummed I won't be there. Um, but like, I'm a big fan, and I've been a fan for a really long time, and I feel like maybe you might want to look into a little bit and see what she's all about. Since that like your place, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like maybe you should. Yeah, do cool. That. All right. uh, yeah, for some reason. <sighs> can't remember name sounds familiar right like she's been she's popped up a little bit here and there but i would if i were yeah. you I'd, I'd check her out like she's pretty good so and um, stay stay tuned to my instagram for that night because yeah, yeah. uh super, we've got some am, special things planned i'm super so. i'm super pissed i can't be there i am not thrilled about that could have met her too man oh shut the fuck up oh god damn it why did you fucking rub it in a little bit more god because well, i'm telling you we got her some special gifts so pay attention to my instagram you know, it's only that it's, is going to be fucking incredible when you a, see the the pictures we get. It's only three hours back from the beach. Maybe I'll make the drive. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'll do it. All right. Um. Uh, for Aaron, uh, who cares? We're not going to plug anything for him. He's an asshole. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> for uh, but you should follow us at Jobbing Out Show on Twitter. You should do that. And if you happen to follow Aaron at the Aoster, don't. But like, if you happen to, it's what it is. All right. Uh, for uh, Aaron, for Brandon, and for. The main event. Hmm? Hmm? All right. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Fuck it. Did you say fuck it? I did. (laughs) Everyone knows what it is.